0: Alan Kring Productions, in association with the Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Spring Semester 2023. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Professor Alan Kring of the Department of Finance, Insurance, and Law. You can call me Professor Kring or Professor C, and I will give you the same professional title uh, in return. This is FIL 240, Section 1 for spring semester 2023. And I'm going to go through a few of the highlights of the course to start it off. And then I'll have the Cengage representative speak if he is here anywhere, I may have to chase him down out in the hall, and he'll tell you the different options that are available to you with respect to getting the Sengage uh, materials that are the e-text and the homework assignments. Uh, before that however, just a few of the uh, essentials of the course. This is the difficult part, the thou shalts and the thou shalt nots of a course like mine. To caution you, I am a loud, aggressive teacher. If you've ever heard anything about me, it's probably a lie. But other than that, I am, uh, starting with my background, I'm a high school dropout. I quit in the at the end of the junior year, went to college, flunked out, decided to do the Army gig, got my honorable and came out of that. Did some gospel ministry with my brother's traveling tour for a while, did stand-up comedy, DJ. And I taught at Ohio State for nine years. I teach across the curriculum. I have Asperger's syndrome. It's on the autism spectrum, so I don't quite do things the way other people do. You'll figure that out pretty quickly in this class. Um, uh, I've taught English, math, uh, finance, economics, paralegal, court reporting, and other subjects. I was a consultant for many years when I was doing this. I started out as a small-time, little podunk consultant, and somewhere along the way I stumbled into a very large league with rainmakers. Those are people who have money to bring to the table. And at the time I started with them, I didn't know where that money was coming from. Eventually, I did, and I'm lucky to be alive and not in prison for what I did in that gig but that's all in the past. I run a company of my own. It's been, next month it will have been alive as a corporation for 10 years. It's called Emergent Light Studio. I'm a professional artist and photographer, where I'm not a quantitative person here in this school. So I'll talk to you a lot about business and what it means to run a business and how the theory locks in with the practice of business. I'll tell you stories from my time in consulting and from my work as a professional artist in uh, that kind of an awful difficult to sell anything business. And uh, there will be other things that I tell you about in this class too. Now, when I come into this classroom, I'm going to be teaching you, as I said, loudly and aggressively. I expect you to come forward with answers. If I ask you a question, I expect you to give me an answer. And I will come right up to you if that makes you uncomfortable to say, Get back, you pervert. Okay? The platform for this school, for this uh, course, is first of all, Reginet. I shall tell you right now, Reginet is an abomination hated by God. And I can guarantee you that your, most of your work will be in uh, Cengage Unlimited. That's where your homework assignments will be. And uh, the tests and quizzes will be in VeggieNet. But I'll try to limit the amount that you have to do in VeggieNet because it has a tendency to make people upset with some of its little stunts that it pulls. By the way, you can't have anything but water in this classroom, so this is water. Ooh, and its name is Jack, Uh, but god damn. Oh, Oh, that's better, much better. You look all pretty now. In the classroom, I don't have you use computers because most of the people who use computers to take their notes are going to get lower grades than people who don't. We'll have a lot of times when you will be using your computers in this classroom, so it's not like they're useless to you here. We got the message about, well, I've had this been getting this message for five years now, but businesses are the employers, where you're going, they're telling us they need you to know Excel. That's the thing. And everyone's putting I know Excel on their resumes and they're finding out that once they see what Excel is in a business, they don't have an idea of it. Excel is a massive canyon of of functions and tricks and facilities. And we'll be doing Excel in this classroom, you with me. And in fact, there's a place in this class A couple of your quizzes will be Excel. You'll have to do it in Excel to get, well, you could do it on your own if you wanted to come, stay here until uh, the end of time. But Excel will help you with that. Also, I'm going to have, I say in the syllabus, no extra credit. Well, there is one place where you will get it. You can get certified in Excel. I have a deal with a uh, very well-regarded service called Wall Street Prep. I can get you, I think it's $25 you take these online videos and you do quizzes you get that and uh, I mean that's a certification then you can say I know Excel on a resume you can say Excel certified and almost any business will know Wall Street prep because they use it for their own employees and so I'll give you the chance to do that if you want to but you're gonna have to tell me so I can send them a list these are the people who get my discount for the uh, Excel certification. But yeah, we'll be doing a lot of that in this class. Now my TA isn't here today, she's got COVID. She said that she could still come if I wanted her to and I thought no, because then I won't have anyone next week because you'll all have COVID. Uh, So she'll be in here next week to police the environment. Our biggest problems here at ISU and all of the big universities, one, attendance, two, cheating. They're just rampant. You'll have classrooms of 200 students, and on a day you'll have 30 or 40 students. Don't do that in my class because I don't give makeups unless you have contacted the Office of the Dean of Students and told them, I have an illness, and they'll send me a certification that I have to back off you and give you makeups. Also, if you're a member of an RSO and you've got some kind of a... uh, um, Uh, an event, some kind of university-sponsored event, or a military event, obviously, I'm going to cut you slack for that. If you've got some real problem with an employer uh, saying you've got to work, let me know about that. But if you just feel like I'm not going to come to class today because lol, then that's not going to work. This is the way it's gonna be out there in the business world. I'm here, I can't protect you out there, but I can prepare you for what's coming. And it is bad. Cengage representative should have been here by now, but uh, give me a second here. Okay, here's what's facing you. Now you probably have heard of ChatGPT, right? The artificial intelligence that can write all your papers for you. Well, I've got an artificial intelligence facility that can, find, that can figure out that your paper was written by an artificial intelligence. I also have an artificial intelligence that can find plagiarism. Plag.ai, I'll tell you what that one is. It's called Plag.ai, P-L-A-G.ai. And these will help with anything that you have where you would feel like you could get by with not using your own brains. Here's a problem for you, and it's actually for me too. The AIs, actually, artificial intelligence isn't here quite yet. Five years ago, I would have said it's 20 years away. Now, I'll tell you, it's probably three to five years away. Real artificial intelligence. But that is going to wipe out our jobs. AIs don't worry about people who work at McDonald's. AIs don't worry about people who lay bricks. They are dedicated to replacing us. Accounting, finance, management, operations, marketing. Hell, you can even do one of these quote-unquote AIs right now that'll write a whole marketing campaign for you, complete with the videos and artificial intelligence written scripts that key to specific targeted markets. It is unbelievable what these are doing already, and we are not even at true AI which is, by the way, it's when you get self-awareness in them. And boy, that's going to be fun when they figure out that we suck and they can do things without us. But I've got to get you strong enough that you can make it through that world. It is dark out there. And I mean, we all have this, well, the future is going to be a real bad thing. Well, this time it's, It's real, and I've seen it's already starting to replace a lot of jobs in my field, which is finance. Uh, Analytics are, and even some chats are now being done by AIs that can have customers call, and they think it's a person talking to them. And it's not. It's an AI. So it's problematic out there, and you've got to get really strong to be able to to handle that. You know, we had science fiction for years warning about what was coming. And unfortunately, the designers of the future decided that that wasn't a warning. That was a manual for how to do it. (sighs) Got to get you strong. Got to get you through this. Now, as far as this course goes, read that syllabus. I'm going to have a quiz on it next week. So make sure that you understand the rules of the game in this classroom. And uh, on other matters. Every class that I start, we will go look at the numbers. I'm going to teach you how to read investments, how to do investments. Uh, don't tell me, well, I already <coughs> invest with Robin Hood, so I'm already an expert. Wow, no. I have a lot of my former students are now out there, and I may even have a chance to have some of them speak with you about the world of investments and what's up out there for you but I will be teaching you every day how to read the markets, how to use the terminology that is necessary. Not because you're going to all be traders, but because you're all going to have to be empowered to understand what you can do on your own as investors. You're going to invest for yourself. Hell, that's what you're doing right now. You're going to invest for a family. Possibly you're going to handle investments or something like that in a corporation. So I want to make sure that you have the knowledge base that would help you do the right thing. Make investments based upon hardcore analytical principles instead of what some idiot talks about on Financial News Network. Guarantee you that they don't know any more than you can know by the time you're finished with this course. So that'll be one of our big things every day in this course. Let's look at the markets. Let's see what they're doing. I want to get the Cengage guy finished up so I can get ranting into the main lecture. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing that I want to tell you about. I podcast all of my lectures. I'm doing a video recording of this first lecture that'll probably suck because my run and gun isn't built for this kind of acoustics at all. But let me show you. I podcast all of my lectures. Now, that doesn't mean you can blow off a class and just listen to the podcast because there's writing on the board. And so this is sort of a backup. When you have the time, you can go through. Now, here's my own private website. It's isu P-R-O-F dot com. And this is my private education website. Now this is all last semester stuff, so I haven't opened up a uh, chan for the uh, the classes this semester. But here, all you have to do is find your section, and you can click on the link, and it will play in your computer's (coughs) or your uh, phone's native player. Excuse me, QuickTime for Mac and uh, uh, Windows and Media Player for Windows. If you don't want to hang around my creepy ass website, you can always go over here and I've been podcasting Apple iTunes. I was one of the first that they ever took on as an education podcaster. There you are. That was years ago. And I, every semester, now the spiders, if you know what a spider is, it's, a, it's a, these things that run the internet and find stuff to take back to a site. Apple iTunes spiders usually find my podcast, once I've published it, they've got it within minutes. It's kind of creepy, billions of sites, and they can find my stuff that fast. And they put it here on the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium. So these are there for you as well. If you don't want to go to my site now, here on my site, in the sidebar, assignments, a scrolling marquee. This is for, you know, like, a link that I mentioned in class. I might put it here. If I've been, if I've died, it'll be there, and rescheduling of the class for when I come back from the dead, uh, all that, and then you can link over and see my. Amazon, I have an Amazon storefront where you can see my work product if you're interested in that. Or you can come to one of my shows, uh, where the um, art shows or the exhibitions, and you can see my work there. These are large-scale prints, they're sold to wealthier people. Uh, You can't afford my prints, so. (laughs) But in fact, one of the things I do in this class when we get into things like the concept of pricing and finance. I will bring in one of my framed artworks, and I'll say, all right, what's the price of this? Because I found out long, long ago that there is no god of pricing. You have to figure it out for yourself. So I'll show you that kind of part of the business world. I'm one of your few business professors who actually conducts business. (coughs) And so I'll show you all kinds of nuances of this life and what it is. Now down here, of all the things, um, I have the podcasts of entire courses going back years. So if I've given a lecture and you say, "Well, I think he he didn't really give that lecture very well. I think he was stoned," uh, but you can go back to another semester and find the same sequence, the, all the same lectures, obviously taught that my way that semester. So this is going on on and on. <laughs> So, yeah, you've got a lot of different ways that you can catch up. I've got some nice links here in the sidebar. And I also run a uh, quotations that are on LinkedIn. And if you are on LinkedIn, feel free to connect with me. Uh, what else? I'm sure I'm forgetting some things, but I'll have to catch up with those later. Uh, right now, I am going to introduce you to the Cengage representative this is Chris Olson, and Chris is dedicated to making as much available at as good a price as possible for all of you out there. So take it away, Chris.
1: How's everybody doing today?
0: Yeah. And
1: maybe you've seen me already this week. Show of hands. Sweet. we about a second like, we just see you yesterday. Um, so my name is Chris Olson. I'm from learning. For those of you who have not many, which clearly is good, all of you, which is nice. Uh, what we're going to do today is talk about getting guys squared away MindTap. How many of you know what MindTap is? Awesome. I mean, you have no idea what MindTap is. It's okay. I want to embarrass you. So what MindTap is, what we've done is we've taken um, a basic platform, kind of like ReggieNet, but way better, and we've added in all of your text resources in there. So MindTap essentially will have the ebook. It'll have some practice assignments. It'll have some assignments in there that you guys have to do every week, so what we're going to do today is get you guys started uh, by logging into that. How many of you know what Sengage Unlimited is? A few of you. For those of you that don't know what Sengage Unlimited is, Sengage Unlimited is our version of Netflix. Any course here at Illinois State University that uses a Sengage product, you can buy a subscription and have access to that course uh, as part of your subscription. So one semester, we'll talk about pricing here in just a moment. So everybody knows how to log into this is a screen I put up every single time. Doesn't matter how many times I put it up, someone, one of you will inadvertently send an email to Professor Kring and say, I can't get into my intent. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna email me and then I'm gonna turn around and send you right back to this site. So to save yourself a few keystrokes, go to support.sengage.com, write it down, staple it to your forehead, put a tattoo on your arm, whichever, if you have issues, okay? This is the student-created support site. We want you to go there first if you have issues, um, and we'll, we'll take a look at that here in just a few minutes on what it looks like, but just keep this in mind. Please don't email Professor Crane. He will tear your head off and tell you mean things and so forth, but, or he'll send it to me and I'll have to go back and forth with him, which is always a treat, by the way. Um, you guys are in for a great semester, by the way. He's one of my favorite instructors here. So um, let's move on. So as I mentioned before, if you're taking any other classes here at ISU that's a Cengage course, Cengage is gonna be your best bet. In fact, I think if you're only taking this course, when we go back in and look at it, I believe single H.O.M. is cheaper than just the one semester option. How many of you have actually gone in and logged into MindTap already? Good. Has anybody paid for MindTap yet? Good. Through ReggieNet? Has anybody gone to the bookstore? Good. Do you remember how much it was at the bookstore? Fairly expensive? Yeah. The bookstore, I apologize in advance, our print sales have gone way high due to paper shortages and just the general in inflation. So if you're using a digital platform, it's gonna be a lot cheaper in most of your courses and the ebook. So here's a list of courses currently that you can't see because it's kinda of hard to zoom in. This is a current set of courses as of fall that are age courses. So if you're taking any of these courses, Sengage age Limit, it's gonna be great for you, especially taking more than one, okay? Um, I just took over all the disciplines here at Illinois State Universities from A to Z, so that list should double within the next year is my goal. Um, So you'll see a lot more on there, all right? Cengage the Limit also gives you a copy of the rental. So if you want to rent the physical textbook, you can actually rent it for free. We just charge the shipping and handling, which is about 1099. Now I'm gonna push into ReggieNet as a student, as I should be, and we'll talk about what it looks like when you log in. Are we in section one currently? Yes. Okay, good. I'm in the right one. So, as I mentioned, you're going to click the Stingage Mind tab button, which I need to drag over this way. Silly screens. So, what it's going to do very slowly is it's going to take me to the payment required screen. Now, for those of you who have MacBooks, how many have MacBooks in here? Okay. Don't know why, but I, I don't get Mac. I never have. I'm always a PC guy. Do not use Safari. I beg you, I plead, I implore. If you have a MacBook, download Chrome, download Firefox, one of those. If you try and log in with Safari, there's a pretty good chance you're gonna get an error. If you're trying to use MindTap with Safari, you're probably gonna get an error as well. Okay? The other thing to remember also is if you're a PC user and you use Edge, don't use that as well. Okay? There's a reason why on the PowerPoint, I put on here, make sure you're using Chrome or Firefox. Any of the other ones, not reliable. Um, A girl came up and argued with me yesterday for five minutes and told me I was wrong. And I said, I've been doing this for 12 years. You go ahead and use Safari, but when it doesn't work, let me know. And then you'll download Chrome or Firefox, okay? She left and smiled, so we'll see what happens. So once we log in, the first thing we're going to see here is payment required, okay? We're also going to see a few other choices. Down here at the bottom, we have enter your access code, If you went to the bookstore and bought Cengage Unlimited or you went and got the loose leaf bundle, you would enter your access code there. If you buy Cengage Unlimited at the bookstore, I'm pretty sure they're overcharging for it now. We stopped giving the bookstore discounts for that and just sold it to them at retail. So they're now marking it up to anywhere from 130 all the way up to 140 for 124.99 access. So keep that in mind as you're looking at that and your pricing, okay? For all of us today, We're gonna click continue because we're not sure what we're gonna do yet. You have 14 days until the start of this course to make a decision. So you should have day one access today as you're logging into MindTap. There shouldn't be any issues with logging in. Okay? What it's gonna give us the options, I thought that's what it was. It's $155 just to buy MindTap for this course and get the eBook with it, okay? Our, Our pricing has gotten a little higher And you'll notice in a lot of the courses, finance, econ, math, accounting, some of those bigger courses that always have the thick books, our minds have gotten fairly expensive. So what we've done actually, we've down done it to where it tells you what's your most affordable option. Because unless you're blind, deaf, and dumb, you're gonna gonna realize $124.99 is a lot better than $155, okay? Now, if you like spending more money, it's fine by me. I get the net sales and the activation, so it works for me but I would choose the $124.99. I would also kind of think ahead and realize that if in the next 12 months, I've got another Cengage course, maybe that 12 month access might be the best bet for me. It's only $189. So if you think about it, you can get spring, fall and summer, all squared away just for $189. I had a instructor at Hartland today send me an email and said, hey, I have a student who's an ISU student taking class at Heartland, can he use his unlimited subscription here? I said, absolutely, that's why we have it. He just has to make sure he uses his Heartland, or excuse me, his Ilstu email address because that's what it's tied to. Same thing if you guys go home for the summer, go back to your school in your hometown, and you're taking a course as a Sengage course, as long as you log into Sengage using your Ilstu account that's tied to Cengage Unlimited, you still get to use that unlimited capabilities. So it's kind of a win-win where you're going but I would make sure that you get that 189. I've had a lot of students who will get the one semester and then they'll get to fall and realize that they should have upgraded and they didn't. We send out a lot of messaging. So if you see something from Cengage towards the end of the semester, that's usually us telling you, hey, if you wanna upgrade to the year, we'll, we'll, do, we'll prorate it. So you're not gonna have to pay another $100, $124 in the fall after doing it in the spring. We wanna make sure. Also, some of you may come in here and you may be taking a class already, perhaps Marketing 234, that is a very cheap uh, mindtap. tap. It's only about 60 bucks. So what you'll see if you came into this course, it will take whatever, whatever you've paid towards any digital resources in Cengage, and it'll take it off the top of that $124.99. So we're not penalizing you for not knowing that you had two Cengage courses. We're giving you, we're discounting it for whatever you've paid in already. We're not penalizing you for it. So keep that in mind as you're going through there. Any questions on that? So how many of you have more than one Cengage course here? Several of you, yeah. This is gonna be a huge savings if you think about it. Just this class, so I was in a, where was I just at earlier? Um, I was in a marketing class there, it was $111. So that would have been $266 that you would have spent versus spend $124.99. Some students ask me, okay, well I've got MindTap, I've got eBook, how do I get the rental? We'll talk about that here in just a second. But for now, we're going to click temporary access. Temporary access, you'll have to keep clicking that as you go in the first the second, third time as you go in until you apply payment. It may push you through and still tell you you have payment, but this will take you straight into MindTap. Yes, sir.
0: Mine didn't give option for that. Like the temporary access. What did it give you? It's only got one screen. Oh, I also, I missed something. Because you've already
1: Perfect example there. So his only came up. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. That's the textbook. Yeah, That's right. Go back to the beginning and start over. That how it goes back to the
0: actual the uh, actual course. Switch, switch While Chris on. is going that, let me give you one strong piece of advice. Yeah. When you register in Cengage, make sure right. that as name as you exactly your name is exactly as your it is in yes, yes, the medical course. That's absolutely critical. And you have to use a um, an ISU account. We have a problem This is I was here, that's why it always happens. We have a problem with, a problem with uh, sometimes the students will use a Gmail account or something like that. The problem there is that we cannot authenticate you as our student. so-and-so and and it wasn't that person so that's why you always have to do everything with your account here at ISU and again make sure that your name you put in there is just like it is in the ReggieNet uh, in the university system otherwise it doesn't match up the databases and it becomes a big problem moving things from ReggieNet and set back and forth. Take it away Chris.
1: So hopefully, um, are, are any of you taking classes using Canvas this semester? Good. The hope is that by fall, all of our classes will be on Canvas. Canvas is such a world of difference when it comes to MindTap and any of our platforms. It's a link, it's a click, boom, you're in. There's no, there's nothing complicated about it. Um, so I'm, I was hopeful we would get Canvas for this course in the spring, but um, some people didn't get to pilot it. So for the next semester, you guys will have Canvas. You'll, you'll love it, way easier. Um, So as we talk about MindTap, one of the things I want to make sure everybody's aware of, when you click on my homepage, you're going to notice it's going to show all the courses you're currently in. Now, when you're at your homepage, it's going to give you an expiration date of when that temporary access access expires. So if I go down here, these these are the courses I'm currently in this morning. Um, So you can see in here, my access ends 1-30-23. So that means by January 30th, I have to make a decision. What's going to happen is... After January 30th, you won't be able to see the view. It'll only say buy. So you'll have to go up to here, review purchase options, and it'll show you the options that you have available. Now, because I've got six or seven courses in here, this is a really great explanation of why to use Cengage Unlimited. So if I was taking a history class, even though it's using the ebook, i have to pay 44 bucks. But because I have Cengage Unlimited, it would be included in there, okay? So together at $722, versus 124. I was in here from fall 2018 when we first launched it, and the kid was sitting right about there, and I asked, I had everybody raise their hand, I said, how many people have saved $100? 200, and the hands started going down. I got to 300, 400, 500, 600. I got to 700, and the kid was the only one with his hand up. He had saved $767 using Cengage Unlimited because he was taking a math course that was expensive, an econ course, a finance course, and probably an accounting course in there too, or one of the, the, uh, one of the sciences like geology, geography, one of those. He was able to save that much money. So keep that in mind as you start to go out throughout your semesters. The other thing is, too, if you've got an instructor that's not using a Sengage product, ask them why. Do my job for me. I don't care. It makes my life easier. If it comes from the students and, you're, and the students are saying, You know what? My other instructor is using Sengage, so I'll, I'm only out $125. Now I've got to pay $200 for this book because you don't have a Sengage book in there. So keep that in mind as you're going throughout the semester, just ask them. You guys are the biggest voice. They just see me as a used car salesman, which is kind of funny, Um, but we want to make sure that you guys are getting the best deal possible. And the way they do that is by using single-age products, okay? Any questions so far about what to use, what not to use, best options, questions in general about MindTap? Okay. I know most of you have used MindTap before, but I'm just gonna do a real quick intro on some things that you should know about MindTap. First of all, the ebook is in every chapter, but it's also in your homepage. You can click on the e-textbook and go directly to it. Uh, you can't do as many fun things in the ebook as you can in the normal one. So in the ebook here, we've got a couple different options. You're able to go to a section. We don't just pull chapter one and make you go through it. We do this because we want, want you to be able to study in a, kind of a chunked way versus just one full chapter. Inside the ebook, we have a lot of options we can do. We can, we can highlight in a couple different colors. We can make a note. So, if I want to make a post-it note, how many of you use post-it notes to remind yourself to do things? A couple of you? Yeah, I got them all over the place. So, if I want to study for an exam, I would just put study for exam or Crane says this is important. And this is going to keep that note in there. Or type without looking at it. No, you think after this many years I'd be able to do it without looking at the keyboard. Um, But there's that note that's going to stay in there. You can also go in here and create a study guide over here in the study hub. So, any note or highlight you guys have will allow you to go in and create a study guide based on those notes and highlights. So, it'll also pull key terms as well. There's a tutorial in here on the do, so I'm not going to waste your guys' time to show you that. You can print from the ebook. You can print one section at a time. I usually get at least one smart ass every semester who says, well, what if I wanna print the whole ebook? Go right ahead. It will take you hours. You'll run out of patience, printer ink, and time, uh, and paper for that matter. It'll let you print out a section at a time. So if there's something important, go ahead and print out the section. It's about two pages. Um, If you wanna print out a whole chapter, have fun. Um, It's gonna take a little bit of time to do that, okay? We also have something called the read-speak function. So if you wanna have the book read to you, I have volume in here? I don't know. Oh, I don't have volume on my computer, that's fine.
0: And therefore they have an obligation to pursue policies that promote stockholder value.
1: So if you're sitting there making dinner, whatever, you want to have the book read to you, you can click on the read-speak, it'll read to you. You can also change the different voices. We have a male, female, we have medium, fast, and very fast speed. Um, we also have two accents. We have male Australian and female Australian. We're actually kind of big in Australia, believe it or not. I didn't know that until about two years ago, but we're kind of the big deal over there. So they put the Australian. So if you're a Keith Urban fan or a Nicole Kidman fan, I think they both kind of sound the same, Um, but you can use male Australian or female Australian. Okay? Well, Keith Urban sounds more like a girl every time I hear her sing. They had British. They actually did have British at one point in time about four years ago, and they took it off. And I like that one way better because it was kind of like you had your own British butler reading to you. Um, It was way better. It makes me think of like the old guy by the fireplace, like reading to you softly. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) So back to MindTap. So a couple things inside MindTap. You've got the e-book, your assignments. If you want to see what's due each week, you can click on the calendar. You'll see week two. You've got one activity due. It's an assignment. These assignments – are set up in a a way to give you guys feedback, okay? This is very important that you guys know how to do this. So inside here, you'll see each section, and what you'll see in here is the grading options keep the highest. There are, per section, there are gonna be questions that we're gonna ask you. Inside those questions, you're gonna have three tries to get the highest score possible. What that means is if I come down through here and I answer these responses as quick as I can, and then I click the computer and tell it to grade it now, it's gonna grade my responses. Now, here's where the program gets really great. It's gonna give you an explanation of why you got something wrong or right. Now, when I was here at ISU when we took quizzes, it was on paper, and if I had a question, I had to go to my instructor, wait outside the office hours, call him on the phone, send a fax sometimes, depending. Um, But the idea was, is I wasn't getting that instant feedback. What you guys are getting here, is you're getting not once, not twice, but three times to get the right answer. The, the difference is, is every time you click grade by, grade grade it now, it's gonna flip and give you another version. There's about 12 variants for each problem set that's in here, which means that if the two of you are sitting here doing homework together, the odds of you getting the same problems are pretty slim. The idea is that we actually want you to learn the concepts. I know it's kind of weird, we actually want you to learn here in school, um, but instead of just cheating and writing on the answers and then going in and putting the right ones in, We actually want you to learn the concept. So the goal is that by the third time you go through here, you're gonna get a higher score, okay? So as I go through here, this is my second try, and it's always gonna keep the highest score. So I got a .8 again. So just for today, I'm gonna go try another version, I'm gonna get zero. But what you're gonna realize here is it's still gonna keep my highest score. Now, do most people go through here and get three out of three? Probably. Do you need to do all three tries? Maybe not. But if it's a concept that you weren't in class for or you don't know exactly what the concept is, that's where we want to get you guys squared away. But the thing you need to understand about this is, is the time that you've got, you've only gotten until 11.59 on Sunday to get these done. They open on a Monday. They close on a Sunday. So if you're going to try all three tries, you need to make sure you give yourself enough time. Because if you're not done and submitted by 11.59 p.m., it will stop taking your answers. Okay, That means that you want to give yourself enough time. If I started at 11.45, I'm not going to have an opportunity to do all three tries. Everybody follow me on that? So give yourself enough time. You don't have to do all three tries in one sitting. You can go through and try each section once, see how you do, and then go back and finish the ones and get a better score. But the thing is, we're kind of giving this away to you guys. As long as you're getting the feedback and going back and doing all three tries, we're giving you the opportunity to get a higher score. Any questions on that?
0: And don't forget to submit. Yes, that was the other yeah. thing. Oh, I was okay. just
1: getting to that. So you'll notice here, I've got these three little dots. Those three little dots means it's in progress. Is there a question up there, guys? Is there a question? No. Okay, just checking. Um If you've got the three little dots, that means it's not submitted. If you go into the assignment once you finish it, that's when you're going to click, I'm done, great assignment. Now, here's what I want to make sure you guys don't do. Don't go through the first try, or the first question, and click I'm done great assignment now. What that does is that will lock you out of the program because it thinks you're done. It gives you a terrible score, but because you click I'm done great assignment now, it thinks you're finished. So only click I'm done great assignment now when you've gone through and exhausted all your options and got the best score possible. Everybody following me on that? Okay, good. Let's go to the support site real quick, and then I'll get out of your ear. You. What time is this saying?
0: This? Uh-huh.
1: uh 150. 150? Yeesh. You guys are in here for a while. Yeah, I still got stuff to do. Um, here, I thought you were going to have an easy day, right? <laughs> so when I go into the Sengage, because I'm already signed in, it'll recognize me. But normally, if you go to support.sengage.com, it's going to ask you to sign in. Now, here's what I was talking about before. You'll notice down here we've got top articles, quick links, popular categories. If you get an error message, you can type it in here and it'll tell you what that error message means. Most of the time it means you're using Safari or Edge, uh, or most of the time uh, it's something to do with your computer. If you can't figure it out, click on open a new support ticket. This is where we wanna get all the information. Fill out all the information. If it's a screenshot you've got, upload that file because that's gonna help the tech support person on the other end, okay? Once you've created the case, then you can hop on a chat. If you hop on a chat and don't create a case, the guy on the other end of the line is not gonna give you much priority, okay? We want you to create a case because that way we don't have to open 17 different windows and ask you all these questions. You can call in, but I will tell you, chat is about eight minutes. The phone right now, you can view the wait times. It shows currently it's 41 minutes. (laughs) And they keep telling us, oh, our wait times are getting so much better. They're not. That's why we put the chat in there, okay? thing. I even hop on the chat. I don't call in anymore. It's just pointless. It takes too long to wait. Um, You will notice that during peak times, they are a little bit longer. Um, You can also reserve your spot. You can actually reserve it, put your number in, they'll call you back. You can do that as well. So you're not sitting there on hold for forever and ever. Okay? Any questions? All right. So can I use Safari? Can I use Internet Edge? Okay. If I don't get my assignment done by 11.59, what happens? stops taking your answers. Yes sir. Well, if you do the chat, it will always connect you with an actual human. It does. Yes. We don't mess around. And ours is not in India. Ours is actually in Independence, Kentucky. <laughs> yes, sir. For for the course list
0: of all the courses that you say Yeah. Is that for all the sections? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's well, it usually means in at least one section we've got that. Oh, There's okay. very few courses that are that some sections use one book, some sections use another. The There's a few in this building, but for the most part, most of them have decided to use Cengage as a whole. Okay. Oh but yeah, you can usually check. In fact, I always tell people, like Accounting 130. Who's taking Accounting 131? Who's taking it with Lisa, Lisa Mitchell? Yep. I would get out of that class. She doesn't. <laughs> okay. My my, son, my son's a student here, and he he, he called me. He's he's coming back from AIT. He's like, Dad. I'm in 131. I'm, who's this Liesl Mitchell? I said, get out of that class as quick as you can, buddy. It's not a Cengage book. You won't be able to use Unlimited. She uses a totally different software platform than anybody else does that teaches 131. So get out of there. Now, most people here in this building use the same. Uh, if it's one section, there, it's usually all sections. Not this
0: not course, though. It's mm-hmm. two forty,
1: but i I'm the only one, right? Yeah, but you the not want to get to sections.
0: Yeah, I'm the only Pretty much the
1: only one who Yeah, sport. only one smart enough to do it anyway. Um, any other questions? Yes, sir. So with the
0: scoring up, I saw it said, like, for example, two out of three, your score would be if, let's say that I, I did the first
1: attempt, right, I think Brian, right, would there be any reason to do the other two attempts? No, and that's the whole point. Like, if you get two out of three or three out of three, and you're like, you know what, that's good enough for me, but if you get down to the end of the assignment, you've gotten two out of three on each, each one of those or you know, four out of five on each one, you can always go back and do that second take. I always tell people whenever you're doing these assignments, some people do them laterally, some people do them horizontally. Where, and what I mean by that is some people will go all the way across on one and get the best attempt, all the way across on two. But some people just go all the way down and do the best they can. And if they have time, they'll come back and do this. But really, you've got from Sunday to Monday and you can go in and out of that assignment as much as you want to. So the, the odds are that you're going to have time to pop in for five minutes, do a couple questions, do the best you can, get out of it, and come back into it. There's no time limit on them. Yes, ma'am? Is there anywhere where you have to
0: save it, or does it automatically?
1: Save? No, it automatically save as soon as you click on grade it now. So I, I guess I kind of misspoke on that. Once you get through one of your, your tries, when you click grade it now, that's like clicking save. Okay. So make sure you're clicking grade it now, because otherwise, if you don't click grade it now and you get out of the program, it doesn't save your responses from that take. Good question, though. Anybody else? Awesome. Okay. I am always in this building, usually at least three or four times a week. Um, if you see me walking around, I usually have a clue, so I'm looking at my phone, tripping down the stairs. Um, feel free to grab me and ask me questions. I'm always always looking for more feedback from students. So if it's something good, something bad, something we can do to MindTap to, to make it easier, uh, I'd really like to hear that. So otherwise, I'll put you back in Professor Kring's capable hands and enjoy the rest of the semester, and I hope you guys all do well. Thanks. Friends,
0: sir. I'll see you. Ma'am. I'll see you in a little bit. I think. By the way, as a uh, a minor point about browsers, I use Opera and it's worked just fine in Opera. Uh, that's just one of those things. Opera has some key features that you can't find in other browsers. So it, it, i don't know uh edge seems to have an issue with some of those with loading the uh pro the the homework assignments uh some people just like edge some people like safari and they just don't want to give it up i want to show you something real quick here a couple of minor issues uh well not issues so much as before i get down to the meat and i'll probably spill this into next Monday because uh, it was just... Okay, where is... I'm going to have to get back into ReggieNet here. Uh... Yeah. I'll show you a couple of things here. One, in the resources tab, Uh, I there's a debate going on in business and in other subjects too about the use of calculators in finance uh, there are most of the professors don't want you using a financial calculator they want you to do things by formulas in accounting they're still using tables am I right about that in the accounting I mean that's like 19th century, literally the tables are, and I am not patient with that. We have financial calculators that can do in a few keystrokes what would take with a tables quite a while, and even with a formula, it would take probably a little bit of effort. You can make mistakes, and God knows you're going to see me make keyboard keying mistakes. But at the same time, if you use financial calculator these things happen in a blinding flash and I say we're going to do a calculator. The one that I use when I use a calculator is the TI-83 Plus. It's a scientific calculator but it has this set of finance apps that are just to die for. Now that, if you buy that at the store, a TI-83-84 Inspire, that series, <clears throat> costs you well more than hundred dollars. Now, a little history. Back in the 1980s, these calculators, 1970s was, in the mid-70s was when the scientific calculators started showing up with the Texas Instruments SR-70 and SR-71. It wasn't that many years later before they came out with these TI-80X calculators, and they were fielding them with the geeks of the time, and I was one of the geeks writing the code and hacking and all that kind of stuff. And they provided us with a virtual TI-83. It came up on your screen. It was, a, uh, it was a GUI, graphical user interface, in the time when we were still using DOS, which was a, a typewritten base. And this thing, this file has been around ever since then in sort of the geek community. At one time, it, you could actually, there was a place on Texas Instruments' own website where you could download this calculator. It's a, by the way, this is only for PCs. There was never a Mac version of it. So this is only for PCs. I'm going to show you this. Well, it disappeared from TI, and then Google got a hold of the file, and they were offering it, and then they locked it down. Well, I went through my old floppy disks and I found it. And so here for you, if you want it, and again, this is only for the uh, uh, PC, not Mac, you click here and it will download a zip file. Okay, that sucked. Let's turn, this computer's not, oh, there it is. Okay, so now it's downloaded. Now this is a zip, so you're gonna have to extract it. Extract it, and there is the extracted. You double click on that a couple of times. That right there is the calculator. Just send it to your desktop. Where the hell is send to the desktop? Oh, there it is. Uh, (laughs) uh, Like I tell people, don't get old like me. Just have them put you in a home. No, seriously, noobs. Uh, Where the... Oh, there. God! (laughs) I have got to lay off the alcohol. No. (laughs) Shut up. Okay, here we go. There it is. Watch. There's your dinner right there. It's a real calculator. It does everything that's a real calculator. Now, if you see a no button up there, that means that the calculator is upside down. Turn it over. So, never, Oh, well, get off, it's, it's early in the semester. Okay, now, here's what I show you, apps, finance, finance if you're from Decatur, and it's, I make jokes about Decatur and then someone, my mom's from Decatur, yeah I know, I saw her at a truck stop there. Uh, <laughs> and it's got all of these finance functions this would take you until jesus comes back if you had to put do these by hand all of these different ones memorizing formulas keying in it does them in a blinding flash now in one way of course that makes you lazier but in another way it makes you stronger because you can just oh i've put in this interest rate and i get this mortgage payment well what happens if i change the interest rate you don't have to go back through a stupid formula you just change the interest rate in that uh, one block, and there it is for you. Uh, get the new answer, so you can actually see the dynamics of how the different parameters in a formula affect the answer that you would put in. Uh, go for, and I will use this extensively as well as Excel. In some cases, this is a lot faster than Excel, but Excel excels, if you will, on the uh, to the purpose of. You've got a print, you've got a sheet that shows it and all of that. And and obviously within a company, if you're going to want to do calculations and provide a report, you would need to do that in Excel. So I'll make sure that you know how to do the Excel routines. And I'll show you some of those shortcuts and amazing things that Excel can do. And every day I'm learning something new about this Uh, thing, uh, Excel. But this is for you to use and second quit and you can get out of it. So make sure that you are able to write down, as I say, okay, here is this block, fill this in here, this here, this here, so that you know the routine. That makes it so that some of the harder questions on one of my quizzes or an exam, they're just a matter of knowing what to put where. And that's the way the 21st century is going to be. We are going to be farther and farther back from the guts of the engine. And that, for better or worse, you're going to be in that environment in your professional lives. So I want to start you here and um, go from, uh, and you'll see that this is an important part of becoming professionals, is being really comfortable with these machines that we do use nowadays for our work. In the old days when I was an artist, I would have had a canvas and paints and palettes. Now I have a giant digital canvas and I just tap and I use different electronic pens for different types of uh, work, like palette knives and different sizes of brushes. We are all going for this, and um, that's just the way it is. On a couple of other subjects, uh, download this if you've got a PC. and it, uh, There is a way that you can do it on a Mac, but you have to create a ROM um, emulator, and it's a pain in the butt. Unfortunately, Macintoshes are not particularly good for a lot of quantitative work. They're great for the creative, but not for this kind of stuff. But anyway, let me uh, exit without just right-click, exit without saving state, and it'll take you out of it, and it's done for you. Now, let me get down to some of the basics of this course and what is in this. And uh, on Monday, we'll start with looking at the numbers and all of that. But to begin, first of all, you will read the textbook. Now, the textbook has two authors, and I have got a very distinct feeling that one of them has a lot more real world experience than the other one does the other one's more of a theoretician and one of them's more practical so there will be a few times when the book and i disagree if the book and i disagree uh who's right the book or me yes you are <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Good, Uh, and that won't happen often, but there are some things. There's one place where they say higher P.E. ratios represent safer investments. That's exactly wrong, but one way or the other. Start out with a couple of basic principles of this class. uh, Finance is not accounting. It is a branch of economics. Accounting follows the set of rules and they produce information products for different consuming constituencies. We are not in that position at all. I make <clears> jokes <throat> about accountants, and then I get in trouble with the accountants. I, I don't mean to make jokes about You know what happens when you have a half a bus load of accountants go off a cliff? You've wasted seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 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 why do the accountants always walk in groups of three? One reads, one writes, and the other keeps an eye on the two intellectuals. We are obsessed with the future. We have to know what is going to happen. Accounting must represent what has happened. And it must represent what is on paper that has happened. We cannot work in that world. That's why when you hear these hoe handles say, well, let's look at this stock chart for the last two years and we'll be able to tell what it's going on. No, you're not. The future is not based on the past in our world. For example, stock prices, they follow a random walk. They are complete, all the information about the past is already in the current price. It doesn't work to look back on the stock. It just, you have to look forward, future expected values. We follow the economics principles. We look at costs as future, uh, what are future expected costs. We look at costs not of what the book value is, but what is the replacement value. We look at, uh, we don't care about historical costs really. We have to take accounting statements and we have to rearrange things, put things in, take things out. You'll see me do that a lot in this class. Well, let's look at these accounting statements, and then you'll see me pulling stuff out and putting stuff in, because that's what we have to do. And also, in our world, opportunity cost drives our decision-making. We have to know what was the best foregone alternative. Opportunity cost is the cost of the best foregone alternative. Opportunity cost is the cost of the best foregone alternative. By the way, if you hear me repeat a definition, I guarantee you that's going to be on a quiz or an exam. Opportunity cost is the cost of the best foregone alternative. Now, an even more fundamental point about this course and what you learn here in this College of Business. Now, I teach globally. Um, In Central America, you'll find me in the summers, West Africa and they have different conceptualizations of what it means to do finance, to do economics, and we have to reshape them so that they think like we do. We are capitalists. We are not socialists. We do not consider anything but what you are going to gain at what cost, both direct and in terms of risk. That's what we are in. We are in the business of making money. We're not in the business of hugging trees, caring about our world. As long as we don't violate laws and get caught, we are going to do what we have to do to make the money that we make. There was this interesting rule that we had in the army. See that enemy over there? Kill him. Well, that seemed a little bit bad because, I mean, it was okay for me, but he was going to do that to me too. That's the world we work in. It's a competitive world. Now, understand that capitalism has at its base the concept of a competitive free market. Let's try this. You, sir, are a bread maker. You make bread. Okay? Now, you are the only bread maker in the entire town, so really it doesn't matter how terrible it is. I mean, you can waste resources. You put flour in, some falling flour, ah, just mark up the price. You hire your lazy-ass brother here who sits in the basement and plays World of Warcraft and pops Cheetos all day. You don't care because you can charge whatever price you want. And you will make a lot of money. You see, here's the reality. Have you ever, in your life, met a person, madam, who just does not deserve to have all the money he has? Yeah, see him? That son of a bitch has got money he doesn't need. <laughs> I mean, really? Okay, yeah, Mr. Swipe Left on, t- uh, on Tinder. Okay, here's the thing. You think to yourself, I can simply not waste resources. And I can have lower costs and then a lower price that I charge to uh, my customers. That's all. You don't waste flour, you use uh, very careful measuring. You don't hire people who aren't productive at the best they can be. And that's all it is, and you can charge a lower price because you have a lower cost. That's called static efficiency. Static efficiency is utilizing resources at a lower cost. That's all it is, static efficiency. However, you, madam, look at her and say, you thing, I can do it better. You can say, I could use less labor, more automation, maybe computerize some things, maybe use a vertical assembly structure instead of this layout where I have to pay so much in rent. In other words, rearranging the factors of production changes the technology. Now here in our world, we think technology means computers and things like that. Technology in your home, technology in your car, technology in your ass. No, technology is merely how you arrange factors of production to create output. That's called dynamic efficiency when you move to a new, better technology. Dynamic efficiency is when you move to a better, less costly technology. So, you use those tables, in a, uh, an accounting course to get present values and future values? Well, I use a calculator. I use a different technology that is much faster and more accurate. Now, along the way here, not one of you did what you did, make bread, for because you love people. We want our people to have nutritious bread. We say that. Of course we do. We care about our customers. (laughs) They're number one in our mind. No, they aren't. You're there to make a profit. You did what you did to drive him out of business and bankrupt him. You did what you did to drive her out of business, put her into bankruptcy, and make her kids go to the University of Illinois. Now here's the problem, though, with this whole scenario. This is capitalism at its best. But the problem is, suppose it's your bread. You are charging the lowest price. Suppose your bread tastes like ass. No, we'll it, so oh, yeah, yeah, right. You, uh, mom brings her kid, in. no mommy, I don't want that bread. That bread tastes like ass. Oh, shut up, there are kids starving in China. It's like an ass image. No. You can't produce bread that makes people say, this tastes like ass. You see, there's the stop on greed. Greed stops us from doing whatever we want to make a buck because sooner or later it comes back to bite us in the ass. Ask Elon Musk if being an asshole his whole life is really that good if he becomes bankrupt from all the stupid things that he's doing. All of the the people out there who took risks and produced terrible products and were driven out of business eventually. You see, we... Are in the business of being efficient, not because we believe in doing things the best for Mother Earth, not because we believe in doing the best for our customers, we do it because we want to be the winner in the game. You heard that thing well you can 't take the, your money to your grave. watch me <laughs> i 've got le- i 've got an option on a condo on the third level of hell in the Bill Clinton complex right across the lake of fire from the Donald Trump golf course. Now if this makes you uncomfortable, well you should go over to fine arts or something like that. <laughs> or maybe marketing. I didn't say that. I make fun of marketing but it is the key of the key to everything. Uh, ow, God. Yeah, Understand that we have to be this way. We have to think not, uh, it's like the old rule of war, first rule of warfare. Never assume your opponent's intentions, only his or her capabilities. That's what we're in the business of doing. If someone else can get a stock at a lower price than I can, then I have to assume that I better damn well put in my bid fast before that son of a bitch gets it from me. And the same thing in finance. We can make all the assumptions we want. Well, I can trade and I can study the markets and I can beat the market. No, you can't. I guarantee you that there are places now on the street that not only can they do price uh, trades faster than you can, they can now see in the future. One of the uh, investment houses, and my information is about a year old, it can do 80% accuracy on a price and it can see that price about 100 milliseconds before it happens. That's what you're playing against. If you think you can beat the market, well, if you're a surfer, I mean, I went out there and I saw, I'm going to go right at that wave. No, you're going to ride that wave. You are not going to beat that wave because these markets are global. They're 24-7 with literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of been fantastic analysts with the best programs and computers on earth and the fastest connections that can do it better than you can. You ride these markets. Yeah, play the short term, but this course is more about long term, holding on and keeping your head about you, not panicking, not trading, day trading, just jumping in and jumping out and all of that. It's about a long haul, for the future, for your future, for your family's future, and for your company's future. And if each of us works to our own self-interest in the best way possible, I guarantee you that that is the best way to make the world better. We have, for since time immemorable, we have had vast numbers of people on earth who are in terrible, terrible circumstances. They're starving to death. Over the past 50 years, the rate of starvation in the world has fallen dramatically. We're having a little bit of a worry right now. The real problem wasn't the supply of food, it was distribution. And as long as we keep playing by these capitalist rules, we can do better than any system out there that says take from everybody and then give back what we think they need. We take for ourselves, and then we give back through our best efforts to make the world more efficient the way we do it. Now, this is that part of this lecture that kind of makes people uncomfortable. But at the same time, you understand that what I was doing with that thing, example with the bread, I was telling you that greed is not an evil. Greed is good. Greed drives us to do our best. You can't go out there and cheat and lie and be lazy in the workplace. You're out there to take the best job to rise as quickly as you can and to dominate the landscape. That's what I teach you in this class, that's what I'll teach you in life. You're my tribe now, and I'll keep talking this line to you as you go through your career. I have my students call me, former students call me all the time. They talk to me, we work through the problems that they have in the trading environment. By the way, I'm not going to try to change you all into finance majors, although I do encourage you to come to the dark side. I actually said that, I got a file, a complaint filed against me by a student who said that she felt that I was trying to recruit you for a satanic cult. I, full hearing, swear to God. And I said, well, duh, we're finance people. Uh, but, so know that as we proceed through this course, It will be on the assumption that everyone is a rational agent. And that's what we all want to have happen here, is to think in terms of rationality. Now, as far as other matters go, and I will cover some of this on Thursday, but make sure that you are keeping an eye on that syllabus uh, really carefully. And read it, because on Wednesday of next week, I will give you a quiz and it will be the syllabus and chapter one. Keep your head frosty, get your homework done, get that Cengage registered and all of that. But I'll let you go for now. That's all I have for you today. I thank you.